Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Big Interview Bite Size. I'm Graham Hunter, and in each episode, you'll hear an elite footballer tell a story that's guaranteed to brighten your day. All of them come from my podcast, The Big Interview with Graham Hunter, which you can find by searching on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. One of the players who's out in that league, one of the players that David's real associate I will have to face is an ex-pupil of yours, somebody who I thought you changed as a footballer. I'm talking about Gareth Bale, in that I remember very well, we had a mutual friend, and he told me that Gareth needed a little bit of a G up from you. Mm. Get fitter, lose some weight, cut the hair, sort mm. himself out. Maybe take football, I don't know if it was more seriously, but that you gave him a talking to that helped him transform from a promising player at Tottenham mm. to somebody who became oh, one of the world greats. Cool, yeah. Talk me through what you did with him. No, that. I just felt when I went there, he was, you know, he'd gone through a, a spell where he'd played, he'd gone like 20 odd games without being on a winning team, hadn't he? He'd never played yeah. on a winning team. It was yeah. an unbelievable record, really. Not, it wasn't his fault, but it's just the way it worked out with him. But I just found every day in training to get a little knock. I can see him now limping off on one leg and like the physio's running over to him. I always felt he was messing about with his, in them days with his hair, wetting his hair, putting the clips in. And I just said to him, like, stop messing about with your barnet, you know, and just get on with it. And, you know, when he was injured, I said to the physio's, leave him. He'll get up. Just leave him. He'll get up. Don't go running over to him. You know, if he's badly injured, he lays there long enough, different. You keep running over, and the more you do it, the more he limps off. But no, he suddenly, I don't know, he, he developed and he's just an amazing talent. I think, you know, he's, he's up there with the best, I think, you know, in, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, Suarez. He's just behind them, you why, know. He's, why is he? What? He's got everything, I think. I mean, I was worried about him when he went to, you know, Real Madrid. I did worry about whether he would get overroared by Ronaldo and, and feel a little bit inferior and maybe go in his shell a little bit. But, I mean, that last season, he was, he was excellent, wasn't he? I mean, this season hasn't... The first... Was it the first season? Like the first season was underappreciated. In yeah. Where you arrive late. Yeah. You're not fit. You're at the world's most demanding club, which I say yeah. seriously. Foreign language. You get injured early on, 
Carlo Ancelotti's changing the shape of the team around. He scores goals, he makes goals, he impresses Ronaldo in training, he wins yeah. Ronaldo's admiration, he gets a cup final winner, he gets a Champions League goal, mm. and he not only copes with it, he develops. You can see that he's improved in year one. Mm. I would say year two is different. And having watched him under you at Spurs, I wondered whether the fact that he then changed and grew the hair long again meant that he felt he'd arrived, that he was yeah, the boss, yeah. he was in charge again. Yeah. And, and I think under the second season syndrome, I think Cristiano Ronaldo looked over his shoulder and said, I've got a threat here. And mm. I think that didn't help Gareth's development, which is presumably one of the things that you were concerned about, whether he's got the natural outgoing yeah. dominance to be able to say, I'll take you on. Yeah, yeah, I'll on. take this free kick, yeah. This is a good free kick, I'll, t- I'll take this, I'll do it, you know. You know, at Tottenham, he, he was doing everything in the end, he was taking every free kick. And I, I just wonder whether he'd go, you know, go under under a little bit with Ronaldo. Are you think that about shyness as a, as a personality? Yeah, he's a quiet boy, isn't he, you know? I mean, he's, you know, he's not a... I don't know even how he's settled really in, in Spain. I mean, does he, does he speak the language yet or...? No, I think most he understands. Abroad. I, th- I think he's got a smattering of it. Yeah, and I think it's been it's been fortunate that Ancelotti and Paul Clement spoke yeah. English. He's now got a manager in Rafa Benitez, who who yeah, is a more, the most British Spaniard there's yeah, ever yeah. been. Yeah. So I think he's coping on that side, and I I, I was an, an admirer of him, and I admired mm. him coming out and saying, at this club, I want to win the Ballon d'Or. Mm. I want to become the number one player in the world mm. because I think you have to show that kind of yeah, yeah, cojones. I'm saying that I believe you helped with your man man. Not at first, no. He was, but he was very young, Graham. He was only a very young boy. He was, you know, very, very young. And he'd come from Southampton with a big reputation. And, you know, as I say, was in and out the team at Tottenham and really didn't get a run. And people say, well, you, you know, you switched him from left back to... But I'll be honest, I think if he'd have stayed at left back, he'd have been the best left back in the world. He was a fantastic left-back. He could have been a fantastic left-back, but he went on to be a fantastic left-winger or, and wherever he plays now when he's freed off. But he would have been a fantastic left-back. Why, no why, why were you in favour of altering what he did for the team, where he played? Was it just naturally you thought that there were goals coming? What was the decision-making process? Well, I just felt he had that ability to go by people, to shoot, to score goals, and I just felt, let's get him up the park higher. And it, and it suited him, you know, and then we end up freeing him off. In fact, but the crowd used to sing to me away from home. A lot of the Tottenham fans weren't happy when I started freeing him off in playing like he has. They used to sing his Gareth Bale, he plays on the left because I'd played him off the right or I'd play through the middle. We went to Norwich and I played him inside in a pocket off the front and he was fantastic, scored, right calls. But then as soon as we went behind somewhere, or they, you know, they would start singing his Gareth Bowie plays on the left. You know, people then were suddenly marking him, trying to... Every team we played against, he was their main man. When he played well, Tottenham won. So, you know, I just felt sticking him out, keeping him wide. People would, you know, I think would get a dog to mark him. And, and it's very difficult at times to get in the game when you're stuck out on that touchline. I, I like to free him off and let, you know, wherever he picked the ball up, he could go and run with it. Certainly coming off the line in them little pockets. But... Benitez has expressed it as that if Real Madrid can catch another team, rob the ball from another team, Gareth's running at space, then he's got no equals. Because Ronaldo no longer makes those long 50-metre yeah. runs going past people. He's changing his... 31 year old, maybe 32 in, in February. Yeah. But Gareth can do that better than anybody else in the world. What was always asked about him when he came to Spain was whether he had the close control. Mm. Oh, yeah. Or not. yeah. Oh, yeah, great technique, yeah. 
I didn't think there was anything missing in his game, just his personality and his character, whether he could really come out in himself and pull that ability into practice, really. There was no doubt in his ability, in my opinion. And, I mean, Benitez should know him better than anybody. Rafa was a... He absolutely destroyed Macon, didn't he? And then, you know, we, we beat Inter Milan at home. I'll never forget that night because I, I felt they would double up on Gareth that night and they didn't. They left Macon at right back with no one in front of him again and Gareth just absolutely destroyed him. But for somebody as strategic and tactically detailed as... Mm. As Rafa, that came it was as a surprising. Big shock. Yeah, I thought they would stick someone in front of Macon and sit him on his toes and just double up on Gareth all night. But we end up with two against one down that side, and every time we got the ball to Gareth, he just ran at him and just destroyed him again. Is that one of the most extraordinary ties that you've been involved in as a player? Well, the first one was yeah when we beat you know when we we, we went out there and we were four 0 down. We looked, we had the keeper sent off early, and at half time it looked like it was going to be ten. I remember Tim Shear was saying to me, come in, Tim was there and he was on about taking Gareth off and saying, like, sharp shop. And I said, listen, we've got, we, we're going to have a go. Let's have a go at them, see if we can get a goal, couple of goals back. All right, we, ain't, we don't win the game, but we're going to have a go. And I left Gareth on. We got back to four or three, another ten minutes, so we wouldn't have got beat. They was absolutely gone. So San Siro. Yeah. Ten men. Mm. Not a particularly experienced European no. Spurs side no. in terms of winning your Spurs and knowing no. what... And you go to 4-3 and if the game's been longer, yeah, you're yeah. going to win it there and then. Yeah, I think, yeah. And therefore, the way in which they faced up the, 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 the second leg at, at White Hart Lane, you know, was asking to be beaten. Yeah, I thought so. I thought, we, I thought they left themselves wide open, really, leaving Mac on again to try to deal with Gareth one against one, having got such a chase in. And Macron really never recovered from that. He went from being the best right back in the world as he was supposed to be to really suddenly his career took a big dip. Were you aware of Inter Milan's shock that night after the second leg around the club, the officials, the players that haven't been ripped to shreds by your team? Well, in the home game, he went over yeah. there first, yeah. Well, I think they was hanging on. I mean, they were surprised how he came back second half, obviously, and then they've got to come to White Hart Lane, you know, for, for the second game. Yeah, you know, I thought they would really, as I say, do a job on Gareth because single-handedly almost, he'd run them ragged that night, you know? And I thought they would definitely that would be their plan, would be to stop him. But they didn't really have a plan to stop him. They let him play, which was amazing. Mm-hmm.